You're listening to the Straight Out of Footwork Experience with Coach Chow. Coach Chow. Coach Chow. Coach Chow. Coach Chow. Coach In match number one of the Straight Out of Footwork Experience, I performed a recital for you. In that piece is my sister Angela's favorite line, and it says, You're only my fans because I meet your demands. So in the effort to stay true to the essence of what that is, the fans have spoken to me. And they said, could you please, could you please give us the first four straight out of conversations exclusively in their entirety? And that's what I want to do right now. So please enjoy. Where do you go to school at right now? I go to the Perky Omen School in Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. And how long have you been a student there? This is my fourth year. Your fourth year. And, and of course, I know some information. I'm really excited for the audience to be able to hear this um, from a now, – now, I want to make sure everybody knows Julia is a former student, kind of a current student. Um, we're going to talk about her current – and and long-standing uh, primary coach of a very long time, um, but we've been together to, and on so many different levels. So tell the audience at the end of this academic year, what are you about to do, Jules? Um, I'm gonna be going to Marion Military Academy, or no, I messed that up. <laughs> 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 um, okay, all right, let's get that together. All right, where are you going? Tell them where you're going, Jules. I'm gonna go to the Marion Military Institute in Alabama. Okay. And then the year after that, I'm going to be playing tennis at West Point. At West Point. Now I know I'm. I'm not gonna ask the question now, but I know I've known you for a considerable period of time, and I do recall when. I first found out that you had uh, an interest in going to a uh, military environment. It was something that took uh, that really took me aback, not in a bad way, but I was really uh, shocked to hear, and I was curious as to what ultimately led you to that decision. But we're going to get more into that a little bit later. So let's uh, let's do this. How long have you been a tennis player? How long have you been a competitive tennis player? Let's go there. I've been playing tennis competitively since I was 12, so five years. Okay. And 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 particularly our straight out of nation knows our, our coaches and those that are involved in the competitive uh, environment know that for a student really just beginning their, their tournament and competitive career at 12 years old uh, in many uh, aspects is, is pretty late. And you know that too now that you've been – yeah. really in, ingrained and involved at Legacy for such a long period of time, not just for yourself, but also with your with your brother Joey, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, at 12, you know, but so let, let even, even before we get to 12 now, let me go back even a little bit further. What is your first recollection of tennis? So I remember when I was really young, my mom really loved watching tennis. And I was just. And I'm going ex- to stop right there, because uh, we mentioned mom, and we want, and, and I absolutely have to get out there. Mom is here live in the studio. My dear Stephanie, Kelly, hey, how are you? 
Uh, she doesn't want to get on the microphone, and that's fine. <laughs> but I wanted to acknowledge just uh, another uh, dear friend, and we'll talk more about mom a little bit later on. So your mom loved enjoying loved enjoying watching tennis. So go ahead, continue, Jewel. Um, and I was probably playing five sports at a time. Um, and what were those five? What what were those five sports? I was playing soccer. I've played field hockey. I swam. Um, I played softball. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to get into tennis. Okay. And there is a community courts at a cum- community library. Right. And there is a coach that just held small clinics. But it wasn't like what <laughs> I experience now with, like, High-performance coaches right, and okay. um, different types of balls. It was just yellow ball when I started when I was five or okay. six. Now, I want I want to stop here because one of the things that I like to be able to do with my uh, with my exchanges and on the experience with my either current or former students is is to be able to get out to the community and particularly the coaching community to in a, in an effort for us as a whole to make the coaching community better. Uh, so you were you you clearly are able to distinguish a, a difference between the type of coaching and, and and naturally so you wouldn't be be receiving high performance coaching when you very when you begin. So when you began, what was coaching like? What 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 was the focus? Was it just hitting the ball? Was it uh, games? Uh, was it was it skill development? What was it uh, at that time? Do you recall? I can't remember. Okay, it's but fine. um, when I moved to there was a tennis facility called the Tennis Zone, yeah. and they they didn't really focus on technique. They mostly just focused on trying to hit the ball over the net. Okay, and they tried making fun games like volley games, and um, but that was really it. There wasn't really any conditioning. There wasn't any like strategical processing of like this is what you do when you hit a certain ball or um so at the at that time so we're so we're still looking at a period in your tennis development prior to you beginning uh in competitive involvement is that correct yeah okay all right so just at, at that time so how much how much time uh occurred or how much time went by from when you started to have a little bit more involvement and you were in a little bit what would be considered more formal clinics to when you actually began uh, your first competitive uh, venture, how much time passed? A couple years or just a short period of time? It was it was pretty long because I wanted I wanted to get better at tennis and I didn't really know where to go. Um, so. I went to the tennis zone at like when I was seven, and I played a tournament when I was ten, and it was a ten and under tournament at um, Arthur Ashe, well, Legacy now. Right. And I made it to the semifinals, and I lost to um, this girl who trained at Legacy or um, Arthur Ashe. Right. And I lost to her, and I was like, "Wow, she was really good." <laughs> and so I asked where she trained, and I immediately became interested in Arthur Ashe. And so we tried calling, and, I mean, it was really busy at the time, and I wasn't necessarily the most experienced player, but okay. I just knew that I wanted to get better. Okay. 
All right. So, uh, but but obviously, and I, and I know part of the history. I mean, you still do uh, go for some activity at the tender zone, even if it's just for like an over your career uh, in STC camp or something like that. Is that correct? Um, I haven't really been invited to any of the camps recently. Okay. But I do hit with. Well, you know what? I want I want to point out right there. You know, so with with Julia with Jules saying that, um, she said that she's not getting invites. Um, but she she's modestly uh, she didn't intentionally leave out. But the reason why she's not getting the invite to those camps is because she's really at a higher level than those camps right now. So I just want to make sure that that everybody knows that the reason it's the reason why she's not getting those invites is not because she is not a quality player. It is far from that. Uh, Julia is an extremely high level uh, player, and and fortunately she has put in the kind of work that has catapulted her past a certain level of play in some of her peers. So, again, uh, you, you haven't been at any of the camps at, uh, at the tennis zone, um, but you still, that, that, is, that is your neighborhood, though. Yeah, when there's a tournament there, when it's, like, an L4, I, that's, like, the first tournament I sign up for. Okay, right. So. All right. So, uh, you, oh, you, now, Let's let's get back to where you were at in in your in your story that you you made an inquiry about coming to Ash at that time, which is now Legacy. So when you did make that change, had you already begun competitive tennis, or uh, again you had not made that change until after you came to Ash at that time? So I just saw it as something like it was for fun, and like this is just a sport that I'm gonna play because I like playing sports. Um, I didn't really see it as, like, a lifestyle. Because really, like, when you want to be, like, that D1 level, it's truly a lifestyle that right. you have to live around. Right. Um, but I didn't really make the decision until I was 12, and I wanted to get a private, le uh, like, a private coach. Right. And train four days a week and do workouts by myself or with a trainer. Like, it took me a while to make those sacrifices because like I didn't know that I had to make those certain sacrifices like not being able to go to uh, my friend's house over the weekend because right. I had a tournament in New Jersey or something like that so yeah no I mean that that that's what we that's what's important uh, for us to get out there that um, for, for many different perspectives and I really love to be able to have the perspective from a uh, student a current uh, student in, in as regards to what was their journey like and when did certain realities begin to set in and did it challenge their discipline? Did it begin to challenge their uh, maturity? And I, and I do believe that we hear with, with, with uh, what, what Jules is saying right now is that that big piece where uh, students have to understand that the dreams that they have and that they set out for themselves, there's a there's a price to pay for it. Now, if you have a very big dream, there's a very big price that you're going to pay. Um, but that does not make you any. Now, it does not make anyone any less if their dreams are not as big. No. They just know that the level of commitment is has to be equal to what it is that they want to get out. So, so Joel, so you. Let, let's get let's get to your 
when you wanted to start having your first private coach or let's begin lessons at Legacy. Uh, yeah, let's give a shout out to who was that coach at that time? Sanjin. Sanjin. Sanjin Konovac. And you are currently still with Sanjin, correct? Yeah. Right. No, and, and for our uh, listeners, uh, if you don't know Sanjin, uh, Konovac is currently our director of uh, director of tennis at Legacy and a dear friend of mine. And how so? How long now have you and Sanjin been together? How long? I mean, in, in the in the coach student uh, relationship, how long has that been now? Six years. About six years now. Okay. Um, so you started with Sanjin. Now, as far as the coaching is concerned. When you went into having what you were expecting was going to be this new level of coach, what was it that you were looking for? I just wanted a coach, okay. and I picked a really stubborn one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he didn't want me at first. Okay. San Jim, we hope you're listening. <laughs> but wait, but, but San Jim, don't worry. You have a tone for yourself. In a magnificent way with all the great work that you've oh, yeah. done with Jules. I am so unbelievably grateful <laughs> that he's my coach. Right. Um, but so again, at that at that time, you were you were you had some kind of soft idea that you wanted to move to what you perceived what was going to be the next level. That next level was going to involve some level of competition you understood that you needed what appeared to be and obviously what was going to be the next level of coach for you. Yeah. Um, you did not specifically have something in mind that you wanted to do, but you, you had the desire to want to get to what was going to be your next level. Yeah, I, I didn't know what there was to the tennis world. Right. I just wanted to get better at something. So that was my mind, and I chose Sanjin as my coach. Um, I was just... I was in academy. Um, I probably wasn't was supposed to be in academy, but um, because I was like probably the worst player in the clinic. Um, but well, let's stop there. What, what, from from a skill set because it, it it's important that students begin to have a greater clarity on what their skill set is. So when you when you you had a feeling and and a clear feeling that you were not the best student or you were not one of the better students in the clinic, correct? I didn't at the time because I didn't so understand. What, 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 so from how you saw it at that time, what were those skill sets? What did those students do that you knew or felt was lacking in your game? They looked really pretty hitting the ball. They looked good hitting <laughs> the ball. Okay. Um, no, no, that, I mean – that that's I mean a, again I mean when I ask these type of questions there is no there is no wrong answer what I want to what I'm trying what we want to be able to do is to understand these different types of perspectives and and how our students are looking at the game and how they're perceiving their own game relative to their to their peer set so for you it was very it was very aesthetic it was it was it they just they looked better than you yeah, I didn't understand the importance of everything else. I okay. was like, there obviously there are so many levels right. to being an elite tennis player. Right. But when I looked to the as person, you, as you as you learned, yeah, along when this I journey. get old, when I got a lot older, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, when I would look to the person next to me, I'd be like, wow, they look really nice hitting that ball. Okay. But I wouldn't understand 
what what made them look that I had good. no background information. All okay. I knew is I wanted to hit the ball. Up, the up in uh, let me ask you this: up until that time in in your in, either in your life or as part of your uh, tennis involvement, had you begun to be a viewer of tennis on television? Uh, either the viewing of tennis on television or going to a match or when did when did did that ever begin was that lacking there let's talk about that for a quick second um i really didn't watch tennis on the television but if there was a u.s open trip i would definitely go on it okay i did the essay um for legacy um to get like an opportunity to go and so i've gone to the u.s open with legacy and also with my mom okay now, let me just ask you this. Before, so, you know, for me, as a, as a video-based trainer and uh, for almost my entire career, I, I'm just curious as to was, what, what, was there something that did not uh, draw you to watching tennis on television, even though you had begun a, by this time, had a, what would be considered a, a little... More, more involvement with the game. Now you had a coach. You're, you're kind of getting pulled in a little bit more. You know you're getting pulled in. Again, no, no wrong answer, but as it relates to that, what was it was what kept you from saying, you, I, want, I have a desire to want to see and learn more about that from that perspective? Anything? So I didn't watch it because I thought it was boring, and I honestly – So you played you play tennis – no, that that's fine. <laughs> you played tennis. You found tennis non-boring when you played it, but you found found it boring to watch. I mean, it was just like softball. Like I wouldn't want to watch a softball game. Wouldn't want to. Okay. But I like playing softball. Okay, but I guess if I take that out to the fuller to a a a fuller extension of that, that that t- for for me f- with the many hats that I wear, and now you know we uh you know and how I I view tennis, I know that. They have worked hard over the years to come up with truer camera angles because tennis is a tough sport to cover on television. The traditional above the court, behind the court angle does not truly capture what's actually happening on a tennis court. And it makes it even more boring because you don't have the depth perception of how fast that the ball is moving, nor do you have any perception of how fast that the players are moving you know so when you look at it from that way where you don't have the depth perception it, it hasn't made it very exciting except for somebody who just loves to watch tennis um for all these years so um but with, with that being said so it was just boring to watch but you enjoyed you enjoyed your involvement in it yeah i i honestly just didn't have a direction i just wanted like, it's just hard to explain. I was, like, 10 or 11, and I didn't really know where to go, and I probably should have known what to do when I was, like, 7 or earlier. But all I knew is, like, tennis was fun, so I wanted to do it. And everyone else had a private coach, so I was like, I'm going to get a private coach. Okay, so. so, all right, now you got a private coach. You got just what you wanted. Had it clicked yet? No. It hadn't clicked yet. Mm-hmm. You got what you wanted, but it didn't click yet. No, because I didn't understand why he was yelling at me. Okay. What was he yelling? <laughs> no, let's be real. What was he yelling at you about? Um, I, I mean, I, w- I was a very coachable student. Why? I, what do you recall? What, what made you uncoachable? 
I was co- coachable. Oh, you were coachable. Okay, yes. you felt you were very co- you you felt like you were coachable. I was very coachable from that's what he said to me at least. I don't know how much that's <laughs> true, but um all I did listen to what he said. It was just so hard because I guess my muscle memory only went to one thing and okay. he was strictly trying to work on my technique. Right. Um because it was like no offense to the older people who play tennis, but he was like, "You look like an older person playing tennis on a court." Of course, no, old, no, no. I mean, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm an older person. I, I take no offense, <laughs> but no. Mo- most older people like me don't look as well as I do on a tennis well, court. Well, no, so at least you know how to move. <laughs> well, look, well, listen. If I'm Coach Cha, and this is straight out of footwork, Coach Cha better know how to move. <laughs> right. If he doesn't know how to do. <laughs> Anything else, we know that Coach Chad knows how to move, but also that's a story for a later time. So, Sanjin, he's on your case now. <laughs> he's on your case. Yeah. Uh, were you, were you, were you, were, what was your level of frustration? Were you, were you, were you ready to quit? I was, no. <laughs> I was just like, I don't understand why he's yelling at me. Okay. And I would like, I would cry. All right, so let's get to this. <laughs> what clicked, Jules? Because I, I I will recall this. When when I first had my my first involvement with you, I remember it it was doing a figure eight drill where I was working with you on trying to get your heel to toe foot strike and get your back knee lowered in your front knee. Yeah. And I do recall I do I mean at, I felt as though that time that, uh, again you were in academy at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my first recollection of you was a player who had a certain ilk of seriousness. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I could tell where you are, where you were as far as your development was concerned. But uh, one of the things that drew me even closer to you was that I, I had uh, such a real sense of that, that you were ready to put in the work and that you had this commitment and that you were really – Read that you understood that my sk- I, I I'm understanding that my skill set isn't here, but I am ready to put in the work to get it there. That yeah. that that's that's one of the first things that instantly uh, stood out about you to to me. Mm-hmm. So again, what what clicked? What made you know so? It was, I believe it was a little bit of time from when you first started with Sanjin to when I had my first involvement with you. I felt as though by the time I first saw you that it had clicked. Had it clicked by the time, the first time you had involvement with me as a coach? I think so because I don't like being on the bottom. Like, I don't know who likes being on the bottom, and I knew that. You know who likes being on the bottom, Jules? Who? Somebody who doesn't like to put in the work. Right. And I think I didn't realize how hard I worked, but I I did work a lot harder. I had to right. if I wanted to get to that level. I had to work harder than everyone else. Um, and it paid off because I started moving up and I started playing a lot better. Uh, I looked prettier, I guess, like hitting the ball. Right. Or, um, and and, that, and that's fine because for 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 you as a as a student, you had what system of measurement worked for you, and that's okay. One of the things I think that is lacking is that when players don't get a sense of that, 
everybody doesn't have the same sense, but everybody has the ability to get a sense of themselves. You know, you have to begin to develop a sense of yourself in this sport. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And would you also agree that once you begin to develop a greater sense of self, you began to start to also have further improvement in the game. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, it really is what you put into it. You can't just have someone else do it for you. The, I mean, everyone tries to criticize it's the coach's fault. Or, like, my daughter attends your clinic, and I'm not happy with the responses she's getting. Right. When really it's like they're giving you everything. Right. They're giving you this opportunity to, you know, work your butt off on this court, but you're not doing it. And so I think there's that misconception where they're going to practice every day, but they're not practicing. They're just there. And I truly came with a goal each time I went to practice. Like, I knew that I just wanted to be on that top court. And when I, you know, first met you, and I remember you told me, like, oh, you're going to sleep really good tonight because it was, like, this really hard footwork drill. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Right. (laughs) And it was just, like, I I found love for it. (laughs) Good. So one of – I I began a a segment in an earlier interview that I am continuing uh, as a theme along my interviews as I I go on. Now, even though I was not – I have not been your primary coach, but the segment is why cha. So when you when you think about when you think about uh, you know what actually right here here is what I need to also need to do. And in, in letting the audience know something that is super uh, dear between Jules and I is that again we share a birthday which is June the eleventh. Yep. Now at the at this time in our where where we are in this chronology right now, we still don't know this. We don't know this piece of information yet. But but if you you do have your primary coach, but we're developing an understanding. Yeah. I I I, I really hadn't have had and still do always have an affinity for you as a player. I'm, I was drawn to you as a player. I want to work with this student. I want to be able to help this this student right here achieve her dreams because I can see that this player wants this and 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 I always want to get that across in the straight out of footwork experience what is it for coaches what do we look for in students even I mean at a level where we're not talking about world class but also what do students look for in a coach Mm -hmm. what are those qualities what are those traits so through this platform that that's what it is so the segment is why cha. Uh, so for you and I, we started out uh, obviously with footwork. Right. So why? So so uh, other than the fact that I was kind of forced on you yeah. <laughs> in the clinic, like, okay, you're gonna do this footwork with this guy, but why cha? What once you ultimately understood why was it cha? What was it about the style? What was it about the information? Anything in particular that you recall? It was just, it was like this energy that he brought, like you, you bring this energy when it was time to put in the work. It was time. There is no break time. This was not the time to worry about what you're going to eat for dinner. 
this is the time where you're going to work up. Like, you're going to work out, and you're going to get better from this. And, you know, I I remember, like... Did that, did... Now, let me ask you this. And uh, and, and I know kind of when I do this segment, it kind of maybe sells, sounds kind of self-grandiose, but what it is and I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm trying to extrapolate is just did that style of coaching work for you? Because, I mean, I, I know throughout my career, I, sometimes, I mean, not in a major way, but I've had pushback in, in, at many different levels of being as tough of a coach as I am and as intense a coach as I am. But, uh, of course, I think you, you, knew, you knew right away that I cared. Right, yeah. And, and, you know, so, but even still with that throughout my career, I have had a lot of pushback just as it related to the child style and the child, inten- the child intensity and, uh, you know, uh, it's not time to play any games. If, if this is what it is that you want to do, it's time to do it. Yeah. So so did, did that did that style work for you? Yeah, I, I for me, I need someone who's hard on me. Right. And I'm not saying, like, it's like I drift off. No, like, I really just, when someone's yelling, like, come on, let's go, like, truly yelling and putting passion onto it, right. like, that just makes me want to, do it better once I want to do it more I want to work hard at this like I can't explain but the motivation and the passion that I get from that energy is what keeps me working at it I it's just when I go to clinic I want to work hard and I want to get better it's not like I'm being forced by my parents like no I I want to work because I know that, like, as soon as I step onto the court, Cha's going to be there, and he's going to be on my butt, but he really does care about me, and I'm, I'm going to get better and, each and practice. And just to interject real quick, I mean, that that uh, type of exchange and that interaction, that involvement and engagement uh, between you and I has been that way to today. Yeah. If, if you know, if, if I'm on court with you tomorrow, you know what time it is. Right, yeah. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make a difference that you were on my podcast last night. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to make a difference. That doesn't, that's not going to get you out of, of the responsibility. No. Um, and, and, uh, and, again, that is just something that I've always just uh, enjoyed that has developed in our relationship. And, so, and sometimes, you know, where we are now, sometimes it's just a look. It's yeah. just a certain look of either approval or disapproval. Mm-hmm. And and we have that kind of uh, uh, synergy now that I can give you a look and you know, you you know a million words in that look either in a positive or right. negative or whatever whatever it may be. So, yeah. uh, thank you for that feedback uh, just from that style perspective. So, you get you start let let's get to you get into competition, you start playing tournaments. Are you starting to get Are you starting to really get the bug now? Nope. Don't have the bug yet. What got you the bug? Let's get you the bug. Uh, what, what, you know, so we, so all right, so we got you from a certain level. We, we got you hungry now. All right, you got Coach Sanjin. He's hollering at you. Now you got Chai in your life. He's hollering <laughs> at you. You know what I mean? So yeah. obviously you didn't quit. So you've got enough of the bug right now. You have enough of the bug right now that you're not, that, that you haven't quit. All right. So, but you don't, you know. So the next bug. Wh- what was the next bug? Was it the loss of a match? Was it an, emb- an embarrassing loss? 
Mm-hmm. Was it, you know, what was it? It was it was when I got selected to go um to uh the Orange Bowl. Okay. And when I was on the excellence team. Right. But the funny thing is after the Orange Bowl I wanted to quit because Sorry, right, well let's talk about let's talk about the Orange Bowl. What happened at the Orange Bowl? So three days of training before it, or yeah. I forget, it was a weekend. Right. I was like, yeah, this is fun. I saw Coach John, and I was like, hey, how are you? Like, so you still had a little, so you still had a little bit of fun in there. Yeah. Um, I I saw people who I usually see at the ATAs, so I it wasn't like I was strangers with anyone. Right. Um, the team was really nice, uh, and. The Orange Bowl, like when I stepped on to the, quali- I was only in the qualifying rounds. Let, 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 let's make sure we're very clear about this. At this time, Jules is only attempting to qualify for the Orange yeah. Bowl. The, like the qualifying rounds. Wh- well, now at this time, uh, is it obvious, clear to say that this was your highest, uh, your your highest exposure? level this is the highest level for you at that time yeah by far by far by far because i remember so and so did what happened in your match at the orange bowl i i, I got killed got i killed it was six one six zero the funny thing is my mom was like oh you could have beat her i was like okay well, <laughs> oh. but i just remember sanjin being like this oh. is your competition for the well, sometimes well, sometimes Moms and parents and and coaches and dads were lovingly delusional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it's loving. Listen, I'm a parent. I'm a parent. um, You know that that. Listen, I mean, really, on that on that point, that's why a loving mom uh, has coaches like me and Coach Sanjin in your life to deliver the the hard news when it needs to be delivered. And, you know, we've been joking a lot. You know, you're getting ready to go into the military. And, you know, I've begun to, to prepare you with that. Yeah. Um, the hard news is coming. It, 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 you know what? The, the, the day is going to come very, very soon that you are going to be wishing, like, wow, man, I wish I was on the court with San Jin hollering at me about my <laughs> forehand technique. I wish I was on the court with Coach Cha hollering at me about this split step because this level of hollering and expectation is at a level that I never thought that anybody could ever put me under, but we'll leave that. We'll leave that for, for, for later on, you know. So you're at the Orange Bowl and you get smashed. What was the, from a skill set, was it movement? Was it the power? What was it? Was it the attitude or was it every, was it check, 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 everything above? No, I, I'd say that, like, I, like, I had the game. Like, I had a skill level that may, might have been, I could have been competitive with her. Okay. But I just. So mom was not as delusional as we may think that no, she was. No, okay, no. Okay, all right. Thank you, Steph. We <laughs> appreciate that. Um, Like, I, un- I knew everything. I just didn't know how to put it on the court. Execution. I, like, I, even in my tournaments, I feel like I probably got lucky if I won because I had no real game plan. I just, I just was like, I'm gonna hit the ball. Like, were you being, and I'm not trying to, were you being taught? And I know you were. Were you being taught and trained about a game plan? Yeah. 
Okay, that that's what I wanted to get yeah, to. Yeah. That that's the that's the important part. Again, I were, I didn't want to, you know, uh, cause a, a kind of uncomfortable situation. But I know I have this relationship with you. I have a relationship with your with your primary coach. I mm-hmm. know the environment. I've been in in your environment. I know you're being trained on this. I know you're being. I mean, maybe not the highest level at that time of a development plan or or a periodization plan, but you're by the time you're going for the qualifier at the Orange Bowl, there has been many coaches, if not myself, have been talking to you about a game plan and all of this stuff, but you get there and you don't execute it. Mm -mm. So what my point, so where I'm trying to, what I want to expose is this, what we want to try to find out is this. For a student, what was it that, what was it just the environment? Was it too much? Not that the skill level was just too much, but, but that first exposure, was that too much? Yeah. Um, was it the discipline? Was it the maturity? Because obviously another player at the same age has the, has a certain level of maturity because that's what happens. You can have a 14-year-old player that's playing at Legacy, playing in a clinic, but then you got, you're going to have a, a 14-year-old player, 14 player playing ITF-level tournaments. Yeah. You know, so what what did what what was it that you had this information? You had this. What was it that so kept you from uh, putting forth a better effort of execution? The air, like the I don't know how to explain it, but when you were sitting and waiting for your name to be called right. over a loudspeaker, yes, and you're watching these players, and you're like. I don't even know what I look like when I play. Like, right. I don't know what to expect. Um, the reality is setting in. The atmosphere was insane. Like, this was only the qualifying rounds. I, c- I can't imagine what the main draw is What the main like. draw is going to look like. And <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know if I should be with these people. I, I don't understand, like, why I'm here. Because I guess I didn't really have the confidence in myself. Okay. Um, but yet again, I don't really remember. Um, but all I know is I was like, well, I think the biggest takeaway from that is maybe not all the absolute specifics, but just the notion, not the notion, but just the ultimate time when certain, there are certain realities that are going to sit in at certain times. And this is one of when you finally get to, to you, you're stepping into what is clearly the next level. It is the level that you want. It's not like somebody's just throwing you in the pool. It's the level that you want, but now you're at that level, and the reality of it all is setting in. It's challenging. Wow, have I worked enough? Wow, I'm about to get exposed. Yeah. Even though you're still, Jules, you're still feeling like you have a skill set that can manage, but now the eliteness of this, it, it, it is exposing like, wow, do I really have all these tools that are in my tool belt that are going to be necessary to make me successful? Yeah, I mean, I was watching a girl play from Japan, right. and I was like, this is crazy. Like, And I think she was not, she wasn't like 14. She, uh, she was definitely younger. Um, younger than you at that time? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this and it was also at a uh, University of Miami, right. and I was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" Yeah, like, I'm at University of Miami. Houston, I've been there. I've been there multiple times. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I was like, "This <laughs> is crazy." First of all, the line trying to get your ticket and everything is insane. I had to wait in a out like an hour and a half to sign in. 
And the um, draws are bigger. There's yeah. players from all over the world. There's players now. You now you're in this environment where maybe the only language that the player that you're facing, the only thing that they know is the score. It's just tennis. That's all they know. If yeah. you tried to speak to them, they would be unable to speak to you. But they can communicate you through communicate with you through being able to understand the tennis score. Yeah. But other than that, they don't know. So now it's like, wow. Not only is this not in my neighborhood. Not only is this not it at my facility, not only is this not in my in my city, now wow, this is a global and 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 and, and, and how old would you say that the girl at this time you're about how old? I was fourteen and she was probably twelve or thirteen. Wait, so twelve or thirteen, so you know how much work that you had put in to that time. Yeah. And you so you know how much work that she had put in to that time to get to where she was at. Yeah, full creds. Honestly, <laughs> it takes so much to get to that. Right. You um, really have so to have that desire. Um did that did 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 that did you get to the line of did that possibly break you? Yeah. Or did that motivate you? No, I after my match, I was like I'm ready to quit. Okay. Um I remember storming off the court. And I'm like, Mom, I don't, I shouldn't be here. Like, this isn't for me. Um, but Chad, like, pulled me aside. And he probably gave me the best pep talk ever. And ever since then, my whole mindset about everything changed. What was that pep talk? What was the, <laughs> what, was, what was the, what was the, no, I mean, that's real. What was the, what was the kind of the, the quintessence of that pep talk? It was basically... He told me about how he was like, and there's a lot of cursing involved. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. But cursing really um, motivates me, I guess. Um, that's that. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing. I mean, really, that 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 is a that is a. It could almost be like a, a taboo topic as far as coaching and coaching young players. And I'm just going to be honest. I mean. Uh, of course, not with a very young student. Okay. But but uh, but for me, as a father, as a father, I feel like it just at sometimes, just like as a parent, there's a certain time that you need to say something in a certain way, yeah. and to let you know that this is serious business, and and you can be sure that I have a 35 year old and a 33 year old, and before they were 18, they heard some curse words. I mean. Uh, that was a little bit out of context, but, <laughs> but <laughs> he, we, like, we have a bond. Like, it wasn't like I just joined. Um, no, I this mean, trip. no, but we're just making sure we put it in the con in 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 the right framework. Right, yeah. Coach Chad Hamilton, another dear friend of mine, is there chaperoning and all that. I don't mean mean in any way <laughs> that he's cursing out this fourteen-year-old no, 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 no. girl. But <laughs> listen, but a word here, a word here, a word here, and a word there for emphasis drives home uh, a serious point. Is that fair to say, Jules? Yeah. Okay, there you go. So you can yeah. continue with this story. But it, the pep talk wasn't as if he was mad at me. Right. It was more as like, you know, this isn't, it doesn't have to be your everything. But it, that doesn't mean that you have to quit. And it doesn't mean you have to go be homeschooled. It doesn't mean that <coughs> you have to train every single day. It, like, to me, my perspective of tennis not being everything 
and me being okay with that, honestly, I actually trained more and I trained harder than I did before. Once you once you were able to feel the freedom for you. Now again for another student, tennis may need to be there everything for them to reach their goal. Yeah. But for you for you as the as the young lady at that time and the young athlete, you were able to find find um this 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 solace through the words that Coach Chad gave you that allowed you to feel like Okay, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'll be fine having a life. I, I still can put in more work, but I don't have to feel like I'm different than maybe one of these other players who their entire, you know, existence seems to be revolving around tennis. And I'm really fortunate for that. You know, some people, it's like tennis is all they have. You know, and for me. Tennis, tennis to me was really difficult because it's. I always felt out of place, and it was like, God, like I have to work so hard to just get what I want. Like, I guess a lot of things came easy for me, and I mean, in tennis or other sports. In other sports, like. How about in your life? No, I like in my life. I definitely had a hard time. Okay. Um. Like, when it came to school, when I was in elementary school, I I actually didn't really know how to speak English um, until maybe third or fourth grade. And Now you just tell me something I never knew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually w- couldn't hear because I had so many ear infections um, to the point where it was like I... I wouldn't be able to speak English because I literally didn't know what the si- like what the letter C sounded like, and it would be as if you were talking to a deaf person, because I didn't know how to pronounce certain letters and I didn't know how to read because I didn't know what the certain le- letters sounded like, and so school was really difficult and I like I g- guess I got that grit like of working hard because of that. Um, but I didn't, obviously, I didn't understand it. I was still a kid. Um, <coughs> but, y- like, I always really did have to fight for a lot of things. Um, maybe not as serious as others, but, I mean, I did go through some, like, surgeries. And so, yeah. But everyone, everyone's fight is their fight. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter how See, tough I, the I, fight I think is. One of the things, I think one of the things that can happen is that, we we can't measure our fights against somebody else's fight. Right. And we can't measure what they got out of theirs based on, you know, what we may get out of ours. We have right. to make sure that we're able to, to understand how my fight is designed for me to bring a certain quality and characteristic and trait out of me and build that and to develop that. I can't really spend time using that as a comparison because we just know innately that I'm not that I'm not someone else. So you yeah. so that that that's really special that you're sharing that. Um and and again makes you uh for me makes makes your your story and everything that's happening uh even that mu- that much more special. So Orange Bowl, you don't quit. Coach Chad drops a couple bombs. <laughs> Coach Chad, my man, I miss you Chad. I'll see you. Hope to see you. Maybe out there in LA sometime soon this year. Um, so you you finally come on back. 
and what begins to happen next? When do you start to ha have this success? So there is this this one year, and it was my sophomore year of high school, right. where I just went off. Like, okay. I don't understand what happened, but tournament after tournament, I was either in the finals or I won it. Um, I was in a L3, and I got second place. That was the farthest I've ever gone in an L3. I've won L5s, and it was just like, this is amazing. Like, I don't under Like, when the Orange Bowl happened, I got super serious it was like it wasn't as if I was being forced into it I wanted it and before Orange Bowl I felt like I was being kind of forced into it but ever since then when I like when I was off the leash almost and I just put everything into it I really started seeing success I hope you play us here then it's I hope you play us here then it's honestly I hope you play us here then really <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly insane how much, like, if you really want this, like, you yourself, not your mom, not your dad, not whoever is wants you to do this, you can really succeed if how, it's you. How, how empowering is a feeling is that, Jules? Honestly, I probably wouldn't have gotten to experience all the amazing things I have if it wasn't like I was living the way I wanted to when right. it came to tennis. Okay. Um, like, I went to California over the summer, and I probably never would have thought I would have flown five hours to go play a tournament. Is that the furthest that you've gone for a tournament? Yeah. Um, it was World Teen Tennis, and I was um, the third, top third girl in my section in Middle States. And um, awesome experience. I was on a team with... Um, five other people right. it was amazing i loved it would recommend if you're selected right um <coughs> but, but we're just gonna keep it honest you got to put in the work though it yeah it definitely you does know, not you know, come Im Im to you invitations Im 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 don't come to those that don't put the work in yeah and and honestly it's not like i was just a good player i, I was also a good person on the court okay um i love this coach seth um he asked the two other girls middle, who middle, you thought. Middle States yeah. uh, competition coordinator, Seth Walrath. I, I have a project that I'm completing for <laughs> Seth and Mike in Middle States right now, but we'll get back to that. Yeah, um, he, he was actually a, a great coach there. Um, um, but he asked the other two girls who are on the team, and they recommended me, which I was really surprised. But um, I feel like character does really say a lot. And then, and then you see that 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 when you do when you do these good things, see that that's 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 that ultimate reward when you get the when you get the acknowledgement and the respect of your peers. That that's it right there. You can get it. You of course, um, for for us as coaches, that that's part of what we do and evaluate and determine and do all the thousands and thousands of things that we do. But in the end, if the player has the ability. To get the to get the respect on and off the court of their peers, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we were talking earlier about Roger Federer getting ready going to play Novak Djokovic. I mean, you know, yeah. with with Federer and Djokovic and Rafa, I mean, they're the dearest, they're the dearest friends. But it, when they step on that court, when they step on that court, 
there is nothing about our friendship that mm-hmm. I am taking into mind. And they are about to play. I don't. I can't regard. Well, uh, I think maybe for the fifty-fifth time, they're about to play each other. Yeah. There's no secret. There's nowhere to hide. There's nothing to do. So it just ultimately comes down to a a, a, a battle of attrition. And can right. can I execute at the highest at the highest leverage moments in a match? Can my nerve withstand this? And and or do I? Am I going to have the demons of other times? catch up to me because again when you play uh, yeah you wouldn't and I, i've never experienced it you haven't experienced it but to play someone 50 times yeah um i, I do want to say that mindset is really important like what made me so successful in these matches was i like had this playlist where i would play these songs and i'd be like there's no mercy like i'm not gonna feel sorry for you if i beat you like if you fall, I mean, I'm going to say sorry, but I'm not going to care. <laughs> like, it was kind of like my whole mindset when I got on the court was like I was a tiger and I was like going to like get my prey. Like I've always kind of looked at tennis as, uh, and I take this, this term from another area, but it's non-contact combat. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's all that it is. It's non-contact combat. So when it's, when it, when it's time to do it, it's time to do it. When it's over... Okay, I can hug you. I can. We can go have a right. beer, whatever. But we're not going to stop right now to have a beer. We're not going. I'm not going to talk about anything. There's nothing to talk about. Right. And nothing to do. Right. And it's just like, if if you bring that vibe onto the court, that can just say a lot to the, your opponent. If you walk up. Well, for for you, Jules, when when you did you feel like you started to did, were you be able to get, begin to have a competitive? Did you feel like you had a little competitive edge against? certain levels of opponents because you had you were now having that ability to walk on the court to have that certain air to have that certain vibe to have that that that's that that thing yeah for sure there is definitely some people where i was like yeah i'm gonna beat you harder than some other right. people and, you know and i mean in the head you know <laughs> this is just real from the lever the the level that uh you know i guess julia kelly it, it has played at over her career and continuing because she's about to face it at, at the highest level ever. It, it doesn't make a difference. And, you know, what she thought that she faced in the juniors was tough. <laughs> she's about to find out. But, but, the, but the thing I think that's amazing with that, before you find out how tough it is on the tennis court at the college level, you can really find out how tough it is to get to where it is that you – you have to do. You're going. You're going to have to go through a lot before you start playing some yeah, tennis. Six weeks. You. You will. You will have. You six will have. Six weeks of boot camp. Right. No. <laughs> you know. So. You know. So that. That's going to be. You know. Um, that. That. That's going to be. What I know, is an amazing transformation. And you know, you and I, we talk about that, so so many times. And I'm just guaranteeing it because I I am someone who who went through boot camp. Yeah. You come, you will, not only will you come out of boot camp a different person, you will come out the very first day a different person. Everything will change. The day that you wake up in boot camp, everything will change. Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, you have to be. Yeah. You have to have have some level of, um, but but scared and and apprehension and all that is just a, a... uh, a sign of being engaged and caring yeah and and all that so you're working harder now 
You're like treeing in tournaments. <laughs> you're beasting. You're 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 becoming a lioness now. You're you're just like eating. You're just eating prey wherever you can, and you're looking for more opportunities in the jungle to fight bigger, bigger lionesses, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. I want I want I want something bigger now. Even if I have to lose this fight, I, I'm ready for something bigger now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now this hunger. So. <sighs> I think I want to take right now to say when w- the military <laughs> piece, as, as we as we build this connector from uh, as you move through your, your junior tennis career, um, which is soon coming to an end, and now you get Ooh. ready, you get ready for uh, not just the next next level of your tennis career, but of your of your life. Yeah. Uh, you're a senior now. So when did thoughts of military and and for what reason? Where did that come from? So um, I actually signed up for a, a college combine at the national campus in Orlando, Florida, okay. um, where it was strictly for uh, college recruiting, um, where there was D1 coaches, D2, D3. There is more D3 and D2 than D1, but that's fine. You know, I was just looking to play on a team. Um, but I was in the, t- high, uh, the top group of the tournament, and it was a round robin. And the last day of the round robin, um, the Naval Academy actually came up to me first. Um, he just said, I'm going to give now him. At, at this <laughs> time, had you had any thought that you would possibly – go that way no none at all (laughs) okay um but he gave me his card and he said uh call me email me and i want to talk and i was like okay great and he left and i was like okay great talk but i'm sure he had a lot of other things to do um he was actually he actually watched me all three days but i didn't know because i felt like he was watching the girl next to me um but i was it was like I ran into the bathroom and I told my mom while um uh what was her name? Tracy 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 Austin was in the bathroom at the time. Tracy and my Austin. mom oh, was wow. Oh wait, no 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 not her. Not. That was a different tournament. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> um but anyway, I was in the bathroom and I was like, Mom, the Naval Academy just told me that they want to talk to me. Like, this is crazy, but this is my first D one, like, oh my gosh. Um and you know, I talked to him. He he didn't really get to talk to me much, but I got selected to play in this pro circuit that I ended up um, losing in the qualifying rounds for the pro circuit. Um, but pretty fun, I guess. It was televised, first televised match. Right. Um, I had a tournament literally the next day. I only had one. The tournament lasted five days, and I had um, one day of rest, which was the... 20 hour car ride back home and <laughs> and I had a tournament and I was playing my first round dying because I was like barely recovered and the West Point um, assistant coach was actually there and um, I finished my match she walks up to me and she was like I noticed you're playing at our national um, tournament at West Point and I was just wondering if you wanted to join us in a camp like in a little clinic 
with only the coaches, none of the players, and take an unofficial tour of the school. And I was like, um, uh, yes, of course. Um, I didn't really understand what all there was to um, a service academy. But when I went there, I first of all, a beautiful campus. I was like, this is absolutely insane. It's huge. Um, but the coach, the head coach, talked to me for maybe three hours about all the different branches, everything it has to deal with tennis, all the different possibilities of um, going to school, what you can study. I was just like, this is perfect. Let me ask you a question there. Here at, you're at this, so at, at, the, at this time now, I know you have to be whether you're you're aware of it or not, but now now you're experiencing what what what's becoming an, another transformative time in your life as you're beginning to start to see your life in a different perspective now. You're seeing these possibilities yeah. in in that th- in that in that the the one section uh, not not the overall sands in the hourglass but the sands of the hourglass of being a competitive junior player are coming to the end the sands of the hourglass of you being a pre of a pre-18 uh young lady yeah are are soon to come to an end and now again like now you're having a certain uh feeling like you had at the orange bowl like okay wow this is this is insane. This <laughs> is this is this is serious business. Yeah. And um, but but what uh, really really what I wanted to get to, Jules, was how d- how did that process make you feel that that the that that these individuals that this organization that, that that they had this interest in you that they were saying like wow here here here's something that you can do we we want you to like us but we really we we see something in you how did that make you feel well when they gave me this folder with all of the information of west point and everything um the next day i wrote him probably the best email i've ever wrote in my life basically saying how much of an honor it was to go on campus and truly get to see like West Point and to be like to be honest I never heard of West Point I've never heard of any service academy before and when I looked up what it was I was like this whole new world this is unbelievable it's a it's a it's a different it that's what that's kind of the things that 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 for me as a coach who was a father long before I became a coach that's one of those things that ha- has been at the core of the the type of coach that I have been, in 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 being helping helping young people put put tennis in a certain perspective, the things that it takes to be successful in tennis in a certain perspective, yeah. then understanding that 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 times are going to come when, as you get older, they're going they're going to be experiences and things that an opportunity that are going to begin to change at that time. Mm-hmm. At thirteen, fourteen, then sixteen, now, now seventeen, and now here you are writing this very, which you know I'll go out on a limb and say maybe the the most uh, heartfelt document that you may have created. You know, you've written reports, you've written this, but now you're writing this and you're pouring, you're pouring your heart out, and yeah. and, and it's from this genuine place. Like, wow, I've never felt 
any any anything like this before. Is yeah. that is that fair? Yeah, it's it's truly like this eye opening thing when it's like you've kind of finally realized your worth almost. Right. Because I didn't really have a lot of success right. when it came to D1 schools because I'm at this weird place in my UTR. Most schools go by the UTR, and um, my level of play is very high, but my UTR does not speak for my level of play. Um, and, 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 I, and I think, <coughs> Ray, I mean, we won't go into that now, but I, I intend to go into that at a later at a, on, a, on another uh, straight out of footwork experience but helping players understand that you could be playing at this you could feel like you're playing at this great level but because your competitive success isn't representative of, of what you feel that your overall level may be right, yeah you know so now you're utr but then you know so now the rules of the game have begun to change some so now we're using this utr as well as again for me as a former college head coach uh I know I would use a at at the time I was a uh, a head coach. I we didn't use UTR. UTR wasn't really uh, a thing at that time, even though this was 2008 going to 2012. So the primary vehicle that I used to evaluate uh, players was video. That's that's the that's the next thing. That's the next thing for me. Yeah. You know, but again, you could be playing at this level, but you know you don't have the competitive success, but you feel like you could play at that level. Um, but but then but then also too. But you also want to make sure you also have to make sure that you don't want to fall into those pitfalls that give you a false sense of security about truly yeah, where yeah, your where don't. your game is at. <laughs> don't let that happen. Right. You know about truly where your game is at. You know so maybe maybe one of those first little slight pitfalls for you of either under and uh, underestimating or overestimating where you were at was the orange bowl qualities. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, you know what? I think I. You know, I kind of think I'm a. I think I'm a little bit all that. Yeah. And then you get there, and it's like, you no, know, I'm. <laughs> I'm really like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not that you're nothing, but based off of the level. I'm not on that level. That that you're hoping to maybe at this time attain to. You're seeing this level. You know, so you see this girl, like you said, the orange. Well, you see her. Okay, I think I want to be that good. Yeah. Right. Basically. Okay. All right. I'm good, but I, I'm I'm okay with being that good. Then you see the next level of play. Okay. I, I, all right. I want to be that good. You know, so all right, so now you're, you know, you're, you're you're you have that playing level, but your UTR isn't representative yeah. of that. But they still have this interest because they've seen you play, as well as them seeing you play, they've had an opportunity to experience your character. Yeah, um, I ate dinner with the team. I went on an official visit, um, and honestly, they are the most down to earth people. They did you have any preconception or pre notion either either about the military or or just part of part of part of as part of this part of the experience is concerned? Yeah. Well, um, and what was that? It was I went on other teams and I've been on other visits and it's sort of like I don't want to be mean, but I was just like, I don't bond with these people like like well, again, Jules, that's not <laughs> being mean. That's just, but but here's the here's where I want to go with that quickly. You can't force bonding. Yeah, right. And a big part of like college you, tennis is liking your team. Well, like. how about well, well, I'm again my broader view, and and I know Mom Stephanie understands our broader view of this is life. Yeah. 
you're not going to bond with everybody. Yeah. Life is about trying to, it, 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 it's a pursuit of trying to surround yourself with those who you have a better bond with it, have yeah. a better bond with. You get that energy. You know, you talked about my energy. You talked about Sanjin's certain energy. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, I, w I want that energy. That energy works well for me. I like yeah. that energy. I, you know, we're bonding. Yeah. Okay, I'm not bonding with this one. Uh, the reason why I haven't picked this coach is I don't bond with him. So, again, I just want to say it's not a bad thing. When we identify, it's okay for us to say something doesn't work for us. We end up in our lives spending so much time involved in things that we know clearly don't work for us. They don't feed our soul. It doesn't feed our energy. And I just want people to just to continue to remember to be very, it's okay with saying this doesn't work for me. Yeah. And don't make particularly what can be critical life decisions and you know that something doesn't work for you and it doesn't feel well for you. So you yeah. say, so you had those teams. All right, I can't, I'm not bonding with these people. Now, yeah. now you're out on this, you're out with this potential new teammates in this new environment and you're just like, wow. And they're, and they're treating you. How, how are you feeling with those when you went out for the dinner with the teammates um. or with the team? Honestly, nicest people you will ever meet. I'm, you know, when you walk into, a, like, when you think of military, it's all, like, stand at attention. It's, or It's sir, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but or ma'am, you know. When they step out of that, or even on the tennis, when they're just playing tennis, and they don't have to be this soldier. Because it, it, it feels so good now. Yeah, right. And they're, like, they love it. They just, they're not, they don't feel trapped at all. They love living life like this. Right. But but that's just, they're able to experience that outlet because these levels of individuals are, are wholly committed to what it is that they're doing. Right, yeah. This is the type of kind of commitment that Coach Cha has always been talking about for people tennis players and for, again for us as people about what happens when we truly when we truly get committed not when we just speak the language or the or the key phrases or the key words or the key angles or mottos or memes or whatever they may be of being motivated I'm talking about what it takes to put in that kind of grind it's, towards whatever yeah. it is that you want to do every single day and I mean I know that right now because of how things have changed for me and I have I have an extraordinary more amount of time to be involved in wanting to pursue certain dreams and certain projects and certain endeavors and I have to be I have to be obsessed with this and just that that's why the straight out of footwork experience and, and my tour and, and some of the bigger things and the speaking engagements I have to be and not just me, if I want it to happen, I have to be committed to it every single waking moment. You have to be committed to it every single waking moment. If you want to be the best baker 
And my cousin is a fan, is is a baker. He's a master baker. He has been since we were kids. He's a master baker. That's what it was he wanted to do. He has his own, I mean, he works for the college now, and that's what he does. He's this master baker. He wanted to be a baker, and that's what he did. Yeah, and I, I just I just think, like, one thing that, if you're listening, that you should take away from this is you should do it for yourself. You you shouldn't do anything because of someone else. Like, you will truly th- thrive and succeed if it's really you and you're not doing it because someone else told you to. You're not doing it because this is what my mom did or this is, like... When it's what you want to do, and I, I mean, I just, I realized it, like. What does ownership feel like for you <laughs> as a, as a, as a transitioning young adult? I mean. Because I know it's fearful. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I know it was fearful for me. Yeah, I mean, I and don't I know. And I know it's I'm fearful for many of our, and again, uh, of course, you're going to make many mistakes, but I mean, but just, I mean, I admire, I admire uh, for you as a, as a as a young lady your ability to be able to tap into this very what can what should be considered a very adult kind of theme and a, an adult kind of concept about ownership of their life and, yeah. and, and 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 being being true to responsibilities and and clarity and reality of my dreams yeah. and having dreams and what does it take to really make those dreams happening and the driving desire that it takes to make those dreams happening so that you know so uh, for all the many reasons that I wanted to have you on that's one of them yeah um you have something that so many people regardless of their age can take away from this and be able to apply to their life right now, this moment, this second. If you have that dream, you have to start. You have to start with your next action, not the yeah. fifth action or the tenth action from now. Now, if you say, "Hey, I don't have any dreams," cool. That's okay. That's okay for us and okay for you too. If yeah. you don't have any, that's fine. But you know what? Like you, Jules, like we do. I have dreams. Yeah. I know I can't reach those without doing something. Right. It's only but so long I can talk about it and tell somebody, hey, you know what? I got this nice dream. Did you do anything? No. See me two years from now. <laughs> Man, you know, I still got that nice dream. Did you do anything? No, I'm still dreaming. Eventually, we have to start to do something. And I really love the fact that you as a young lady it, it, it ha- has really uh, embraced that. And yeah. to be able to look at your growth and your development in such a short period of time, it really, for me, excites me. You, the possibility of your life, Jules, <laughs> excites me. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, I think what has helped me realize it was sort of, like, the pain that fighting myself, because I do have mental problems. Okay. So does everyone else. Of course. But it was to the point where it was just, like, I'm fighting myself for no reason. And don't make that fight any worse than what it right. is. Right. And um and <laughs> it's just like, what's the point? I mean, it's just me. Like, why why am I stopping myself? Hey, 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 you, can you get out of my way? Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, me, can you get out of our way? Yeah. We have some we have something to do. We have somewhere to go. It's gonna be a tough enough journey as it is. Yeah. We're going listen, you have an opponent, you know, we think about you know, the environment of a tennis match. 
if you're out on the court saying how bad that you are to yourself, that that's your reality. Right. And it's just like, yeah, don't let anyone get in your way, but make sure you're not you're, in your you're, way. You're, <laughs> not, <laughs> you're not in your way. So, so all right, so, wow. They're treating you. You're feeling like, oh, my gosh. And and I can imagine that excitement because I think one of the things that, that for young people as how I did it one time and Steph, how you did it one time and everybody goes through it, that place where is it college? Is it trade school? Is it athletics? Is it this? Is it that? Uh, even with all that, all those choices, sometimes I have no idea. I have no idea what it is. You know, so for you to be able to, I'm not going to say out of the blue, but to have this this come into your life in this way through tennis. For me, just how tennis changed my life. Yeah. That one day out of the blue, 16 years ago, and I st- we still haven't had that interview yet, but a coach walks up to me and asks me, do I want to work for her? I had never been a coach. I had never had any coaching. I had no. I had never coached before. I had no coaching pedigree. I had no playing pedigree. But she felt as though she wanted. And I haven't looked back in 16 years. But if that moment doesn't happen, I don't know you. And it's just like <coughs> tennis is an amazing sport because it is about connections. A lot of it is about connection. I mean, like, there's college college coaches know each other, like every single one of them. They know, like, some. They know someone of someone or something. It's just, like, I get to say a lot of things that a lot of people haven't, and I've gotten to do a lot of things that a lot of people haven't. And it doesn't matter where they came from or what's been going on it's just like the fact that i've been able to do this in my life i'm only 17 like i've i've gone to experience a lot and i'm sure i'm going to experience a lot more i I would i would dare to say jules that in in a couple years period that you have experienced what can seem to be a lifetime it it really hasn't in a a very (laughs) short period of time which obviously in, in just always interacting uh with you it is is just it's just such a joyous thing to see and and being and to see someone that has the tools and that is ready to to, to take on life. Yeah. And and to take it on with with with, with all the zest and 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 fe- and fever that that it that it takes to be successful. So when did when when was it that you ultimately did you know right away that you you said okay this is it or did it still take a little bit more time for you to to to, to decide that okay I think this is what I'm gonna do. Um, at first I was like, "Yep, I'm set. Like this is great." And then I realized like so many things can go wrong. Like for West Point, you you literally have to be physically perfect. Perfect. Like, there can't be anything wrong with And we're you. not talking about tennis. No, like, <laughs> if if you have asthma, I don't think they'll take you. Like, you can't have anything wrong. And, um, like, what if I break my arm and then I can't play? And then that means I can't go to West Point. 
And it's just like that whole pressure was like, well, I need a backup plan just in case if something does come up. Because back to the story about my hearing, that was going to be an issue for West Point. Okay. Like saying, if this comes back, we won't be able to accept you into West Point. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe. Some more reality. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to let that happen. And um, so, luckily, out of nowhere, Coastal Carolina texts me in school. And, you know, I go on the visit, realize not really what I want. But I came to the point where it was just like, I'm already there. And I'm okay. I passed my physical I passed my medical, like my physical being like how many push-ups I can do, how long I can do the flex arm hang, how how long it takes me to run a mile. Not how many forehands cross court that you <laughs> no. can do. No, they're like I truly had to build, muscle, like I had to build myself. Um, so that whole aspect of you know, and you are, and you began to understand from that perspective, like okay, all right, this is going to happen one way or the other. Yeah. So it would be better. It's best for me to get on top of this now, because here's what usually happened. Here's what I did. I mean, uh, the night, the night before, the night before I go in the in the boot camp, I was up all night partying. I had been up all night partying. <laughs> it, uh, and and before that, I had not done a push up. I had not been running. I had not been doing a thing. I had not done a thing. And it was like that first morning. It was like. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, we're not really. This is honest. It was like, why did you do this? Why, why in the world did you do this? That very first morning when the drill sergeant came into the reception station, (laughs) which was part of Tank Hill at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, that very first morning that he came. And I had we had been up. I had been up all day. I had, you know they came got me six o'clock in the morning. I had been up all night partying with my brother, my friends, everything. They left. The, the guy comes to get me. I'm on the plane on my way down to South Carolina. Get there, go through the first day. Finally get to sleep that night. I had been up over 24. I've been up like 36, 40 something hours. It seemed like the first morning when they wake you up in the reception station. What you heard, you know how kind of like when you wake up before you open your eyes and you're kind of like, you know that you're awake, but you haven't opened up your eyes yet. It was a moment like that. And the next thing I heard was this baton being raked down these metal lockers in in this barracks. And he walked down and he was hollering at, he, it couldn't have been any louder to get up out of that bed, to get up. And he it was so many orders that were coming that you were trying to figure out how I can't process how many orders that I'm getting all at this one time. And it was just like, wow, everything just changed. So, again, you don't have to do forehand cross courts, but you got to do the push-ups. You don't have to do footwork, but you got to run the mile. Yeah. You don't have these other, you don't, you know, so now the competition for Jules isn't the girl that's across the net. Now the competition is the girl that Jules sees in the mirror. Yeah. It's a whole different game now. I mean, tennis has taught me a lot about my character. Right. Like, you know, maybe you don't realize it now, but the way you train says a lot about you. Um, 
But what I did realize was like, if you're not this person, then, you know, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. Like, sure, you're a great, you're a great tennis player, but if you're not a good teammate, then right. no one's going to recruit Nobody you. wants you around. Yeah. Like, you, like. Nobody wants you to represent them. What happens when you're not going to play tennis anymore and everyone hates, like, like, no one wants to talk to you? Because your value's gone. Yeah. And I'm not a great tennis player anymore, and so if my entire value, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. that you you were able to get that lesson of that disconnect of of yourself from your tennis, you being okay being with who you are, yeah, and that not being inextricably linked to you to Jules, the tennis player, mm-hmm. you being okay with both of those sides of you, which, and now here we'll go, to the Gemini <laughs> that you are <laughs> or that we are. Yeah, we are one. We're 11. one, <laughs> 11. They, they have to understand that this is why I know you so well. Right. And I can, I've, I've always been able to see these traits to understand that side. That, so for a true Gemini like that, once you're able to distinguish both sides and be okay with both sides, for us, right. empowerment comes. I'm okay with both of my twins. They're not the same. They're twins. They're identical, but they're totally, at sometimes, completely opposite when you think about the true Greek mythology story of the Gemini twins who were Castor and Pollux. Yeah. One was mortal and one was immortal. Uh, but we'll go into that. <laughs> but it's a very, it's a, it's a, because Castor and Pollux, they were, they were the sons of Zeus. And one was mortal and one was immortal. So they had this battle. And one of the brother, mortal brother, he was killed. That was Castor. And Pollux went to Zeus and said, if, if you'll let me be with if it's somehow I can't live without my brother. And somehow if you let me live with my brother, I'll, I'll exchange my immortality to be able to be with my brother. That's the Greek mythology story of the twins of Castor and Pollux. That one is this extremely strong and big and arrogant, and the other one is the softer one, the the sensitive one. The one definitely that, both sides. There's definitely. <laughs> I, 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 that's why I'm sharing that with you now, so I understand that that uh, that 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 thing that you that you go through. So, but again, you were able to distinguish the two jewels. The yeah. eleven. You were able to. You were able to distinguish the eleven. Yeah. And I mean, then, and then once that happened, it was like, wow. Okay, now I have a sense of myself. Right. And I'm and I'm okay with how the universe. Now the universe is saying, okay, eleven, this is the way that you're going to go. Right. The universe is saying, okay, Jules, I'm going to reward you for all that hard work that you did. Yeah. You didn't know that this was coming, but guess what I got for you? Here's a nice little present. And then now here comes a bigger present. Yeah. Now I'm gonna bring this, and I'm gonna bring a. And then, and now, like you say, now you're just hungry with the anticipation about that that period of your life that brings a lot of us, or had brought a lot of us, uh, confusion and anxiety. And again, not that mm. you don't have anxiety, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you but you're tremendously equipped for what the fight is going to be, just like on the tennis court, if you go into a match, 
and you're adequately equipped and your tool belt is full, if you go into the match and you just have a hammer, you can just, like, break some stuff. But if you go with a <laughs> saw and, and, and a wrench and a this and a that, you're able to construct something out of your game now. You know, you can you can build up the you can build up your armor against your your competitors. So, yeah. Joel, when did you actually officially put your name on the dotted line? Let's get to that. November, November twenty third. November the twenty third. Yeah. It became absolutely real. Yeah. Okay. First of all. First thing that happened was denial. Like, because I, I just, for six years, I had this thirst of going to D1 tennis. And then the fact that I'm going to be on a top, like, the team that I'm going to be on is number 14 in the nation next year. And I'm going <sighs> to be part of that. It's just <laughs> like, like, this isn't me. Like, this paper isn't isn't me but my it's on my name ha is on the paper right. it's just it's I just think like somebody forged my name <laughs> on this <laughs> like letter of intent <laughs> but um yeah i didn't believe it until it was just like so let me ask you this so now <laughs> you you signed your letter of intent so you got two two areas that that immediately had to change not 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 right away mm -hmm. but the process of the change has to begin now you 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 know you're 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 more than intelligent enough at this time and clearly so to say okay all right I made this decision but I sure enough can't wait until the day that they come get me to start to get ready for this. Yeah. What ha what ha what has changed on on two fronts or actually for you for three fronts we may not do all three but you 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 have just the individual emotional change which is which is preparation. Yeah. Um. For the unknown. Then you also have what is going to be your physical preparation because you're going to go through boot camp before you ever hit a tennis ball. Right, yeah. Right. So you so you got other see what what makes your situation different from somebody else is that if you were going to go to college, your adjustment would be your books and academics and and all that and then as well as your tennis, but you you have a big test that you have to pass long before you come out your uniform and, and put on your tennis uniform. Yeah, and you know, mentally, I know, I mean, I don't really know, but, like, I know that's going to be a huge part of it. Like, I don't know what it's going to be like. I just know that, like, I have to make sure that I don't destroy myself. And So have you been working out from a physical <laughs> perspective? Have you increased your, your, because now here's what happens for you. You you have this dual challenge from your 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 training is perspective. You have training that you need to do to build your body to be prepared for boot yeah. camp, mm -hmm. which in some kind of in many ways is different from the training that you would do to be an elite level. It's a lot different. Tennis player, you know. So yeah. I think that's a good point to get to get out there that Jules is facing, uh, having to manage these 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 multi layers. Of, of of physical activity and commitment she's got to build her she she has to build muscle mass yeah it's definitely not about the little adjustment steps it's anymore it's not about the adjustment steps it's more not, about well, you know it's <laughs> not about the adjustment steps until it's time for it to be about the adjustment steps it'll be right. about the adjustment steps once you've gone through everything else 
Yeah. And so, so, so you, so you have increased your physical training in preparation for boot camp. Uh, yeah. Uh, I train, like I work out two hours total in the gym, uh, per week. One one hour on Mondays and then one hour on Fridays. Okay. Uh, have you have you changed in uh, in any way your training prepar your tennis? Uh, training preparation, just as far as your game is concerned, to be in, to get prepared for the Division One top twenty, being on a, <laughs> on a top on a top fifteen, yeah, in the country. I mean, school. So, I I go to the ten. I go to clinic still. Right. I do. I do still do footwork stuff. Like I can't just be all muscle and then not be agile. Right, like that's that doesn't work in and, tennis. And of course, you know, if I'm in the building, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't be without a uh, split step. I mean, it's never going to happen. Now you know, just like real quick, you know, we talk about this movement footwork. Yeah. We 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 know. Oh God, here comes Coach Child again with that split step. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, here comes <laughs> Coach Child with that split step again, again, again. Here he comes again. He's still talking about the same thing. Did did the split step change your game? Oh yeah, like I realized that I am physically fitter than everyone else. I mean, maybe not everyone else, but from all of the girls that I've played against, I was faster. I lasted longer. Do do you do you think that you could have? And, and of course, a, again, you need all your other coaching. Right. We, we yeah. need all these components, but. Do you think, and this isn't a loaded question, we want this to be genuine, do you think that you would have been able to improve if you had not began to get a specifically designed uh, thought about improving your movement footwork? If it wasn't for my movement, I wouldn't have gotten as far as I did. Right, okay. And... And and you did you also I mean real quick did you did you did you recognize let's say at that orange bowl time like wow okay I'm not I can't not 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 only maybe not that girl that you saw she was a great mover but you knew to deal with her ball that you were going to need to be a better mover yeah like there's more spin on it it's not when you're when you're reaching that higher level it's not just flat it's it's not like they're slapping the ball it's you like have many different components and different types right. of balls that you have to be able to uh contend with so it doesn't last, last on that movement on that movement interjection so you are a player right now that also understands what the next requirement of movement is going to be for you playing on a top 15 team and facing top 20 Division one caliber level players. Yeah. Um, it's not like I can slack off now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I made it, but it doesn't mean that I, I'll make it. Because we always want to make sure we dispel the notion that that at some time you're going to reach this one particular level and that movement footwork training is no longer going to be important or it's no longer going to be vital because, again, we know it is the oxygen of your game, so you're so you you've in, in changed your well, you've increased your physical training. You've kind of you now you're honing in on uh, your game a little bit more. Uh, you're you're kind of dealing with the uh, apprehension and things about that things are going to be changing by this time next year. You won't yeah. be the same. You won't be the same 
young lady this time next year. What's the number one thing that you're looking forward to? Honestly, the the people I'll meet. Um, one of the most like commonly said things that people get out of joining a service academy is the people mm. and that feeling of actually having support. Yeah. Like, yeah, high school, like, you know, it's high school. Yeah. But when you literally are willing to die for the person. It has to be. And and the fact that you know that they've got my back too is just like. Well, one of, one of the earlier things that happens in a military boot camp is this. The first thing that you that you have to understand is that you're here to learn how not to get killed and how to kill somebody. Right. That's the very first thing that you learn. I don't care. Like you say, for you, that that's an interesting thing, you know, because in many times, I've, I've always talked about this over the years in, in tennis, we say, oh, man, I was in a war. <laughs> I was in a war. So one time I had a post on Facebook and I said, okay, so if the tennis players say that I was in a war, does the person that was in combat say I was in a tennis match? Man, I was in this really tough tennis match today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's all right. So, change things are changing real fast. Yeah. What and you're looking forward to the people and and having and having that support again because, like I say, the most important person for you in training, other than your drill sergeant, is your partner. Yeah. Those pictures that I sent to you. Uh, I'll shout him out, my man John Grillo, my my partner, Tank Hill, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, yep. 1983, 1984. Yes, I said 1983, 1984. That was my partner. You saw how close we because again, you know we can't leave any soldier behind. So you know, so your platoon is going to get you, your company is going to get you, but yeah. your but your partner is the first one that's got your back right away. That if you did end up in a combat situation, you better have you better have a person that's there and they're willing to die for you. And again, you have to be willing to uh, to die for them. Now, what is uh, what's your summer going to look like? Are you still going to be? What, what's your competition uh, schedule? projected competition schedule like over the summer um i'm still going to be playing tournaments um like i still want to be in that competitive mindset uh i'll still play summer camp i might work um but honestly there's also a part of me that's like i can only live this freely for so long so it's almost over and and I, and I'm and I'm and I'm very uh, confident that you'll you'll know how to how to how to balance that. Yeah, yeah. And manage that. You know, we we had that funny exchange earlier. I said, you know, you better get used to speaking when you're spoken to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey soldier, I didn't ask you for your opinion. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're spoken to, that's when I speak to you, and that's it. You'll you'll kind of kind of learn that thing. So, all right. Um, this has been like really revealing really special i think that the straight out of nation has learned a lot about julia kelly um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um hopefully through this julia kelly has learned a little bit about herself 
Yeah. Um, thank you and Stephanie for being here in Studio 3312. And, and this has gone so well that now this is going to be out really, really fast. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the audience is going to respond in a tremendous way. And, and, and if they're smart, they'll be taking notes. Um, not just uh, not just the students, but uh, the coaches. And and here's what I want to be able to do. And I said this to you, uh, I think last week. What I want to do is this: the first opportunity you get on a break when you come back after you've been, after you've graduated from boot camp, we're gonna come, we're gonna talk to that Julia Kelly at that time. Ooh. You know what? But, but, <laughs> but listen, but real quick. But before we get out of here. Um, I want I want to share I want to share a, a a story that I remember. I guess I can't. I think it was around this time when when I, when I had my uh, when I had my little heart scare. And I think it was around this time when we we had known each other for a while, and then we somehow finally found out that we had that we shared the same birthday, and it was kind of like a light bulb moment, like. Yeah. Okay, wow. Uh, okay, wow. That's why we like that. <laughs> wow, okay. You know, you know, you know it's like it's crazy. It's like it's like meeting a twin brother or a twin sister like, "Oh, okay, that's my that's my brother." Wow. My long-lost sister or my long-lost child, whatever it may be, but the story I want to share with the with the audience is this. And this was when I knew that uh Julia Kelly was a really really special young lady. When I first came back after my hospitalization. Oh, my God. I remember uh, that. Do you know what story I'm going to tell? No, yeah. let me tell it. Let me tell it because it's, it's my story. It <laughs> touches my heart. So I, I was out of work for a little little, little while. I had two procedures on my, on my heart. Uh, came back after a little while. Uh, I had gotten a lot of... Uh, uh, video tributes and things from from my players at legacy who at that time when i look at that video were so young i mean i look at joey's in one of those videos too that says get well soon coach Chad. joey's in one of those videos i mean little joey's in them like wow man like how long that we've all been together but so i finally came back to work i came back to work and of course i'm being greeted by everybody and you know i'm feeling i'm feeling good i'm feeling back like okay wow i'm, I'm back to i can put my cape back on now and put the s back on my chest and get back to what uh coach child does and i recall standing in the lobby and jules walking out of the double doors and seeing me for the first time and she didn't say anything she just started crying I always remember it was just like um, I, I really uh, genuinely it was one of the most special moments of my life, you know, because as we were talking, you were talking about value. You were talking about worth and we were talking about connection. We were talking about all these very profound things and it, it really touched me that you couldn't get anything out that you were just happy to see that I was alive and and that and that really that that said uh, and and again every everybody was so great to me during that time but of course there's going to be something that maybe stands out a little bit more than others and 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 I and I and I don't know if it was a conscious thought but I knew from that moment that I would love you forever 
and I always will. I'll always be here to support you. I want you to continue to do all of the, you know, the great things that you're doing. Continue to be motivated. Continue to be inspired. And please make sure, and I know you will, always continue to be 11. Of course. Um, can I just say a you go ahead. You can go ahead. Of course, we got um, <laughs> you. You leave when you leave. I just, I think, like, just an overall from everything right. and like i'm not saying that i've lived life at all like <laughs> <laughs> like you can take my advice you can take what i say um it would be cool if you did okay you but would it would be wise if you did <laughs> but because listen you don't have to you don't have to be old to be wise that's true okay but so what's your what's the 11 wisdom that you want to share with them through i mean i've been through some stuff right and I failed a lot, and I failed as a leader and as a sister, and it's just like, like you take that and you put it into something, and whether are it's are you like working harder in those areas now that you you recognize those things? Yeah, and because you know we talk about it's not just about the recognition, no, nope. or the status, about the execution. You know, we can we can say, hey, I wanna. I want to love my mom more. I want to do this more. I want to spend more time with my brother. I want to spend some more time with my dad or whatever. But if I don't do it, then it just ends up being a lot of talk, particularly yeah. if, if they're gone. So go ahead. Um, But, like, you only have one chance at this life. One chance. And it's just, like, one thing that I realized was, like, why am I bothered being sad when I – could have been happy so many moments and I probably ruined so many moments for me, mm-hmm. for other people because I was sad mm-hmm. and depressed and anxious. And Do you feel in any kind of way that when you were kind of experiencing that in your life that did you feel like you were unjustified in being sad? I mean, I was always asking myself, why me? You know, like, I didn't deserve this. Okay. But at the same time, People come to me now, and it's just like they come to you who may be a little depressed, and yeah, and, y- and they see you as a as a point of motivation or inspiration. And you know, what if I didn't go through all this stuff, and I didn't go to West Point because I didn't have that grit, I didn't have that sense of like, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this. Like, I want to help people, and I want to make a world a better place, and. I want to mentor people. Um, So one thing, like, to get out of all of this is this is your life. And, you know, when I started finally being happy with what I was doing, I was truly happy. I wasn't – I got to be happy for other people because I knew that I was happy. I, you know, sure, this is, like – tennis but this is really life like tennis was something that made my life better right. and you know that's why i play it still and it can make it and it can make well well you know i know i haven't told the story completely it surely has made my life <laughs> a, a whole lot better and last i'll share you know I, I know that it made uh the the life of my mother uh, much more enriched because my mom loved that I was Coach Cha. 
that was something that brought my mom a tremendous amount of joy every every single every single day and it has always been and has always been one of the motivating factors for me because you know because i mean we we have lots in common i struggled through school i struggled with depression when i was a uh, a young kid and my mom we we went through a whole lot together and it was very rewarding uh, for her to know that even as an adult that i ultimately found i found what was right for me and that, and that I was going to have the ability to touch people's lives um, in the, in the way that I have, and 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 you happen to be in one of those lives, and Steph, you happen to be one of those lives, and I thank you uh, both. Um, again, we look forward to having you back. No, thank you. This was really cool. This was, I told you it'd be cool. I told you it would make you famous. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, you know, your Gemini brother's never going to let you down, right? Right, yeah. All right, so listen, with that being said, DJ CN, on behalf of the Straight Out of Footwork Experience, I'm your host, Coach Chai, DJ CN. Give him a little something smooth to hold him over for a minute. We'll be right back. Listening to the Straight Out of Footwork Experience with Coach Cha. DJ CN.